Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. I'm Shane. Uh, so first first episode of the new year. Oh yeah, ha- happy new year. Ha- happy, happy new, new year, year. Happy sixth of February. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, and so far uh, this this year we've uh, apparently been on the brink of a of a third world war. Yeah. What else? There's been Australia has. Nearly, nearly burned away. Mm. Um, uh, things have gone pretty, pretty much to shit this year. I'd say it's been a shite start to the year. <laughs> it's been a shite start to the year, <laughs> and uh, on top of that, we now have uh, a new virus. Well, not a new an virus, old virus, but an old virus, but a new strain. Yeah. A, new, a new, a new pandemic. Ah, sure. I mean, might as well. So we have storms. We have war. We have so we have war, we have pestilence, we have uh, fire, I guess. Which we don't. All we need is a nice famine, and we'll have the f- complete set. Yeah. Well, what is the set? It's well, the four horsemen: is yeah. war, pestilence, famine, and wait. So what? What ones did you say? I said war, famine, um, and pestilence. Pestilence. We're we're idiots. Yeah. It's dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the main, the leader. Like, I suppose the fire could be death. Well, they're all death, really. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel really stupid now. There's a picture I saw people uh, post, and and like the head, and it's just like, yeah. just look at this picture and wait till you get, it. or like you'll eventually get it. And it's just a picture of four bu- of buses taken. Uh, people into quarantine. Oh yeah, in China, and you're looking at it and you're like, okay, there's buses, and then you're like, eventually, you conclude, oh well, there's four buses. All the buses are called it, the company's called Hersman. Oh no, <laughs> like way. it's like Hersman ca- Transport or something. That's hilarious. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, coronavirus, eh? That uh, has spurred us on to not just do this episode, but uh, I guess, like, yeah, I didn't realize the fir- first time I heard about this new the new strain. I di- didn't really think it was a big deal, but yeah. I did suddenly get the urge to watch <laughs> a certain Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah, which I had never ever seen till the other night. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. But it's so funny because, like, it was maybe like the first week of January, and I saw like the first few news bulletins about this. Yeah, and it just reminded. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that movie in ages. Let's check yeah. that out. And then, like, I dug out that old game, Plague Inc. I had a had a playthrough of that. Oh, yeah, excellent. We'll have to play that, then. We might do something, uh, I'd love something to for Patreon. Uh, which, speaking of which, if you like the podcast, want to support us, go to patreon.com, search for us, or forward slash disaster artists, actually, and become a patron. Yeah. For some reason, it just got me in the mood to, like, watch. And I watched Outbreak recently as well. I didn't get time to watch Outbreak this year. I really wanted to watch Outbreak. I... When, like, in the 90s, I watched that movie, like, three or four times, I thought it was great. Yeah, I haven't seen it for years. Yeah, I remember, I think it's, like, a good entertaining movie, but I don't think it's very realistic or anything. No, it's real, kind of, it's a real movie of its time. It's real, like, science, I wouldn't say science fiction, it's kind of science fantasy, I guess. Yeah, like, there's Um, stuff in it where there's people in quarantine, but, like, the doctor's are just walking around with like their masks yeah 
like half on and stuff and some of them are wearing goggles and some aren't and the virus but the virus is airborne and you're like none of this makes sense yeah and it's but it's real like like it's that real 90s disaster movie vibe like by the numbers it's 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 volcano it's dante's peak it's all those kind yeah, of movies yeah. it's in fact it's probably the same director as a few twister and all well, those I kind think of, like it's, just ha- it's hits all those beats and it just has that hyper hyper real i suppose yeah i'm pretty sure it's based on a uh, michael crichton i was just gonna say that so. it's probably a michael crichton bo- uh, book because every but, movie in the 90s was um <laughs> but i could be wrong i might be just thinking of the Adromina strain or whatever that other one oh was. yeah yeah that's much older but i think they both might yeah. be his and he repeats himself a lot like yeah. westworld and jurassic park being essentially <laughs> yeah it's the same idea no yeah so i, have, I haven't seen a break in years but it used to be uh used to be a, fa- a favorite of mine and you were saying contagion that was your first time watching it yeah i hadn't uh, do you know what it is and I've probably mixed it up with a different film, but I had in my head, and actually probably when it came out, um, that it was just this, like, really bad horror movie. You were probably... With, like, you know, like, people's eyes bleeding virus, almost like a zombie virus, but not specifically a zombie virus. I just thought it was a bad, like, type zombie-type movie, like a really shitty one where it's uh, over-the-top gory and jump scares yeah. and stuff. And I hate movies like that. I just, like, not... Not that I find them scary. I just find well, them so, crap. Do, you know, that kind of way. That was, like, quite heavily promoted. I'm surprised. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling I probably mixed it up with something else that came out around the same time. Yeah. And that's what I had in my head. That's what it was. I didn't realise it was this, like, straight drama yeah. <laughs> where that's really scientifically accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And has all the famous actors in the world in it um, playing all the characters. And that's what's great too, like, spoiler for people that haven't seen it. What's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, you expect, oh, well, she'll be the main character. But she dies. <laughs> like, 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> it's great. We see it was promote like, she's on the, on the cover. And, and I guess because there's flashbacks and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, like, she's taken it. She has, like, maybe five lines. I'd say she filmed she, for, like, two days or something. Yeah, she probably doesn't remember being in it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I'll get John Favreau to ask her if she remember being in. Yeah, and the same like even Kate Winslet, she's quite a main character in it, but like yeah. you don't, she just is taken out of the mix, like right as her story. Yeah, is but arcing. halfway, like yeah, it's but it's done. And she's really about to like you think, oh, she's going to save the day, and it's like, nope, <laughs> she's yeah. gone too. Yeah, it, but that's done really well. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and then. The other slightly background character saves the day that you weren't expecting. Um, now, who actually... Do- I was meant to ask you. I was meant to look it up, but... You know the actor, he's like the janitor in the CDC in it? Yeah. What's he in? Um, He's in loads of things. Yeah, well, he's one of those... I think actors. I most recently saw him in Everest, I think. He was in. Right. And he might have been in... Do you know what? He's one of the guys in um, The Grey... I think as well. Right. Okay. He's one of the other sort of plane survivors. Was he in True Detective? Possibly. Does he just look like he'd be in True Detective? Yeah, possibly. He's got a very True Detective look. About. He's got he, a HBO look about. He might have been. I haven't seen season three yet. And I gave I up season two. I just gave up like yeah. halfway through. Like, I think I watched two episodes of season Same. two. Season three is meant to be back to form. But season one. So I must rewatch yeah. that actually. Um, Do you know, he probably is. He's probably like 
a sheriff or a deputy or something in it. Deputy. He can't be a sheriff. He's got a deputy's face on him. Yeah. He looks oh, like... Oh, you know what he's... Oh, I know. I could just look it up, but it's no, no, worth understanding. I know what it is. Uh, you might not even watch it, though. He's spamming down. No, I don't. He's spamming down. It's one of the great shows ever made. You should watch it. But yeah, no, it's, it's such a great film. And, like, I love, like, how they... The sort of inception... Or not inception, but the the virus spreading, like they yeah. show it, the, the bats. Was yeah, the, that's the very end of the movie, isn't it? Oh, I thought it shows it at the start, and then it just does it again at the end with a different. Um, or maybe not at the very start, but I thought early in the film, do they not show at some point? No, they just say bats were involved. They oh, think it right. spread from bats and into pigs. For some then, reason, I remembered it as them showing it at the start, and then there's just a different version at the end. Either way, it's a cool... Um, which is kind of how they believe the coronavirus came from animals now, isn't it? Was it? Well, it's pretty much how they all start. But yeah, yeah, they, they theorise anyway. I think um, I read it's ninth, the, the build-up of this current virus is... 96% similar to what coronaviruses they've found in bats. Yeah, yeah. In, in this area. There's, bats just have coronavirus, like, everywhere. Like, yeah. there's, there's chances are there's a bat somewhere in Dublin right now with a coronavirus. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't affect them the same way at all. No, and it might not even. Well, it could affect them and not affect us or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It doesn't carry between... There could be a bat people. with the exact version that... Um, the, the the exact same version that is currently killing people across yeah. China, but it's just a one in a billion, and it'll never come into contact. Just the the same like set of events will just never occur for it to be transferred. You know. Oh yeah. Do you ever watch um, when your kid Dexter's Lab? Yeah. Um, and I remember they did a great episode where um, Dexter shrunk himself down, and he was trying to inject himself into like his dad or something to study. Uh, the human body and he's like right. I'm going to win a Nobel Prize for being inside him and he gets accidentally injected into the dog right? and he thinks he's in he still thinks he's in the human body and stuff but the whole thing at the end is he I think it's he somehow gets the dog has a cold and he's trying to cure the common cold and his dad that's what it is and then the dog has a cold as well and then he gets the cold off the dog and then it's his Didi wins the science fair because they detected a canine uh, flew in Dexter. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's this whole thing of like, it's first spread of... And I remember thinking of it as, as like watching that as a kid. And then even later on thinking of like, oh yeah, because viruses don't spread like from humans to, or from animals to humans. But that's exactly what the problem is. Yeah, is that's yeah, viruses. But you take, so the... <laughs> oh, let me remind... What was it that came after SARS? Uh, H1 Mars. The... The swine flu no, no no that was wait, no the other coronavirus middle east respiratory syndrome mares in 2012 mm. uh that was the the coronavirus that that carried they traced it to camels and oh, wow. the exact same virus had been around since the early 80s yeah so it's just in 2012 something happened that it just it just mutated or well yeah mutation but it's not like whatever event that caused it to just jump to another animal whether it was like it got to meet somebody was eating or whatever whatever way it yeah, just yeah. Like transferred to another host it just yeah. happened randomly somewhere in 2012 it could that could have happened at any period though yeah that's mad and like that coronavirus has been around since what the 60s or something that they know of yeah 
And it was the same with swine flu. Swine flu been around for years. <clears throat> but you take like... For decades. Rabies. Something that's like, you know, around for... We, we've known about it for centuries now. Yeah. That can be spread. Like that's spread by bats. Like bats are, I think they carry like 86%. 86% of rabies viruses start with bats. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was reading before about some dude who, um, only recently in the last like year or two that died of rabies because he didn't know he had it. And like once you, once it passes the incubation, rabies passes the incubation period, incubation period, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh yeah, like there's no cure. No, they can prolong you're suffering essentially yeah but yeah no there's like you, there's there is a vaccination but you have to have it within like 14 days or something oh, yeah. so when a human gets rabies did they bring them out the back of the barn and shoot them as well <laughs> might be the kindest thing yeah <laughs> but um but this guy no idea how this guy got it. yeah um he had no idea they eventually figured out that he got it from a bat and essentially he was out jogging one night and a bat flew by him. Did it bite him? He didn't know. The bat's feckin' teeth are like, they're like little needles. Yeah, yeah. They can go through you without you even know, even feeling it. Oh, you might yeah. think it's like... Oh, like later on you'd think it was like a mosquito bite It or doesn't even show up. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's no, like it shows up under, like the, the wound shows up under like a microscope. That's crazy. Yeah. So you could actually be bit by one and never know about it and then just one day be feeling really ill and be like afraid of water <laughs> and, and go to that is a that is a symptom of rabies. Yeah, yeah. And go to the you go to the hospital and you've got rabies. Like wow. now it's a one in a million like Oh yeah. But So then it's um so then you're basically you're a you're a vampire from My Own Legend, like the book. Yeah. Uh, they're afraid of water but so I've got opened here who the World Health Organization a map they have that's tracking the confirmed cases of coronavirus that's Roger Daltrey's company isn't it yeah (laughs) and uh, deaths and uh, which countries are in fact I I came across this well I didn't come across I went looking for it last night before going to bed oh cool and the number slept well that night (laughs) the number of deaths when I went to bed and I made a note of this (laughs) <laughs> was 495 yeah when i woke up this morning there were 555 yeah and now they're 565 wow now let's see if the jumps by the time we finish this episode that'll be yeah. a fun a fun game to play <laughs> it's pretty much gone 100 a day for the last like five days. Like, it kind of slowly crawled to like the first 300 yeah. And then now it's gone like a hundred a day for the last three days, pretty much. Yeah, because people were like, I talked to a few people, and they were like, "Oh, you know, it's only one percent mortality rate." SARS was ten. Yeah, it's like yeah, but that's over a year as well, like a year period, and yeah, yeah. Like very early. It's still seven hundred million, or yeah, still seven hundred million people potentially. Mm. Um, well, like pretty soon, like it, it's oh, gonna, no. the number the number of death w- yeah. will surpass SARS in a couple of days now. Yeah, like seven hundred. I think it's seven hundred and fifty people died of SARS. So mm. it's going to pass. We're nearly SARS, there. Like. Yeah, but yeah, on January thirtieth, the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a public health emergency. Uh, a lot of people thought they should have done it earlier. I don't agree. 
um, I think we can trust the World Health Organization are probably the the ones to that will best make that determination. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so this was so it, it's considered a world emergency now. This is the sixth time that designation has been used in history. Really? Well, of now of, what, of the World Health Organization. Yeah. Now, while true, any outlets you see using that are just trying to scare people because they only started using that declaration since 2005. <laughs> so there's <laughs> yeah, been yeah. six in 15 declarations years. Yeah, in yeah. 15 years, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty much once every two years, really. Yeah. yeah, SARS didn't meet, didn't get that designation because the designation yeah. didn't exist in 2003. But SARS was considered a pandemic, whereas... As of the time recording this, we're going to be saying yeah. that a lot. Uh, Wuhan coronavirus still isn't. Yeah. So it's just that the designation only started in 2005. Five, yeah. But it's still not considered a pandemic. Like, I, I find the, probably the most interesting is, like, what, a week ago, like, the Chinese government were like, oh, it's not that bad. It's fine. Oh, there's only this many people died. And you, you like, text me and be like, I bet they're lying <laughs> that it's way worse than they're letting on. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a history there. We'll get into that later because I mentioned that, or I mentioned that because there's so much scare mongering going on yeah. in the media about this stuff. Yeah, a lot. Uh, like, it's very serious. Any, any virus like this is, of course, a serious thing. But, like, when you see stuff like that where it's, like, a big headline, oh, only the sixth time who have ever used yeah, this designation yeah, yeah. and then like in small print at the bottom it's like since 2005 it's bullshit of course there's been worse now everybody should 100% be concerned about this but there's a big difference between being afraid of something and being concerned about like yeah you're when you're driving a car you're concerned about other drivers yeah exactly. you're not afraid of them like otherwise you shouldn't be on the road yeah, yeah. exactly like I had this, uh, somebody was, before it was like, before who had declared a global emergency, I was talking to somebody in a pub and they were like, oh, they really should have. And like, they're like, <laughs> you know, we've been told, we're not being told everything. And there's people walking around with it. And I was just like, okay, well, then where's your, where's your mask? I'm just like, what do you mean? Yeah, so yeah. If you were really this concerned, if you thought that this should be a, like, if I thought this was, like, a proper world emergency and every government was lying to us and there was people walking around with the infection, I'd be wearing a fucking mask. It's like, yeah. you clearly... Or I wouldn't be sitting in the pub right yeah, now. Yeah. You clearly don't believe this, but you just want to get in on the, the conspiracy and the panic and the... Uh, yeah. Like, if you believe... You want to be a part of it, yeah. but you don't care that much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not that you don't care, but you don't actually believe it, really. Yeah. You just want to believe it. Because I would say that's, and I would prefer that then you actually do believe it and aren't wearing a mask. Because that means you're the person that, when this gets really serious, still won't be wearing a mask. If yeah, you actually yeah. believe it's this serious now and aren't wearing a mask, you're the one that's going to be fucking walking around infecting people. Yeah, there's the, there's there's a, there's a person who always sneezes into their hands. <laughs> well, they're well wipes them on the jumper and then a minute later like shakes hands with somebody or, <laughs> or yeah, I don't know doesn't wash their hands. But, uh, when they after they take a piss or stuff. <laughs> well, I just think that if they really believe that it's this severe now, and aren't taking precautions, yeah, then they're just yeah. the person that isn't going to take precautions. So like yeah. they're the ones that are going to spread it. Like so, but there's a lot of people like that. You see a lot of it online. You're like, well, yeah. you're clearly like, 
I'm not sure yeah. which is worse, whether you just want to go in, you, you want things to be scary or just because there's something to talk about on message boards. Yeah. Or you actually believe it, but, but then aren't actually taking it. Yeah, you're not acting on it then. Yeah. yeah. Eh, I don't know. No, I know like, what you mean. Like, if, if I lived in, like, I'm trying, well, this is why I have the Who map opened. <laughs> yeah. If so, I lived in. China, 28,060 cases so far. Singapore, Japan. Okay, so Japan only has 25 cases. I probably wouldn't be wearing a mask there. So Hong Kong doesn't... Oh, yeah. Hong, I don't have specific for Hong Kong to just give China as a whole. But I know oh, yeah. Hong Kong isn't too bad. Like, there's a few... Yeah, they've had a few... There's been, like, three, four deaths or something. Maybe not. There's a few, few big companies have told people, like, not to go to work well, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if I was living in Hong Kong, I probably wouldn't be leaving the house unless I really had to. <laughs> and I'd be wearing a mask. Even though it's yeah. probably not that... Like, I'd probably be... It, that'd yeah. probably be an extreme. But... Yeah, and you'd be like, well, you probably would anyway. But I was gonna say you'd be like using like way more hand sanitizer and mm. sh- stuff like that, like on if you're taking public transport or anything. Yeah, like. but then there's people that that think that it's worse than people are letting on and not doing. Yeah, that. yeah. and I, I'm not, uh, like just for people listening, I'm not giving out about people that might be a bit paranoid and thinking that we're being lied to. I'm just giving out about the people that think that, but they don't really aren't. Yeah, but don't really think it. Yeah, because they're not acting upon it. They're they're faking, yeah, being concerned to be a part of things. You know, yeah. they're kind of. Well, they just get into the the conspiracy yeah. of it. Something to talk about. Right now, we shouldn't be worried too much. And actually, and here's the thing as well. Just I'm talking about, I guess, people not taking precautions and just not knowing a lot about this stuff. Most people probably don't realize as well that chances are they've already had a coronavirus. Oh yeah. Like as like a flu, probably not even a flu. Like flu, flu probably worse. Or a viral infection. It's own, it's its own virus. Yeah, yeah. There's four. Well, seven in total. So four coronaviruses pre SARS. Oh yeah, and they'd all just be mild, more like common cold symptoms, I guess. Uh, and then the three big ones, SARS and like MERS, we mentioned Middle Eastern or Mid Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. And then the current one, which doesn't have a cool name yet. Like, it's just, they're calling it coronavirus. Like, coronavirus is just, like, the main name they're giving it. And then sometimes yeah, it's yeah. Wuhan coronavirus or novel coronavirus. Yeah. But MERS was called novel coronavirus. Oh, okay. Until, like, a few years after, then they changed it to MERS. Oh, weird. okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like how the Golden State Killer was called the Night Stalker, but then they oh, called yeah. another serial killer the Night Stalker, so the Golden <laughs> so State Killer know, became yeah. the... Well, then he was the original Night Stalker. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> the original just, recipe Night Stalker. And then eventually, Patton Oswalt's wife was just like, we need to give him his own name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so they're the, the three big ones. And the reason, like, so they're all part of the same family. Corona... It's just, it, it's called Corona because it looks like, Corona means crown and the virus kind of looks like, or not, no, sorry, Corona doesn't mean crown, but specifically the the crown around the sun, like the, the aura. Yeah, of the yeah, sun, the Corona. Yeah. And the virus looks like, like, you know, when you see an eclipse. Yeah. Like the the, the cell kind of has that like look that, to it. Yeah. So. Which I, I, I was expect. I was really hoping there'd be something more interesting than, oh, it just looks like. There's, so often in science, yeah. that's it. It's just like, oh, this kind of vaguely looks like that, so we'll just call it that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's a good it's way like to remember it, it. This is the uh, Dan virus, because it looks like my mate Dan. If you squint your eyes. 
yeah, I just thought, like, I was, I, I would have thought, like, oh, Corona must be, like, the play, some, like, some town in Egypt where it was discovered in the 60s or something. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, no, it just looks like this. So it has nothing to do with the beer. Corona, obviously. I don't know what joke to make. I know, yeah, either way. That's what I was going to... I was hoping you'd be able to <laughs> find something. Uh, I think they've all already been made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's no point continuing. Yeah. Right, that's the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what they are... So coronavirus is an RNA virus. Uh, this uh, So a virus that uses... A virus made up of the molecule RNA, which is ribonucleic acid. Right. Uh, my understanding is... RNA would be one of the the main or one of the four building blocks of life, essentially. Oh, so yeah. Whereas DNA, like you know, DNA is like two strands. Yeah. RNA is a single strand, but it can mutate and become oh, a double yeah. strand. And if that and that other strand is what would become the virus. Yeah. And essentially, everything, every virus we've ever. Well, not every virus, I don't think, but all the big ones are are this, they're RNA yeah. viruses. Oh, right, okay, yeah, because they, they change so easily. Yeah, like it's, a, like, it's part of us, but it's part of, like, nature, it's in everything. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to think of what, like, I don't, like, so HIV wouldn't be. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, like, Ebola and... Smallpox and all of that. Yeah. Oh, maybe HIV, actually, yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe HIV is... Yeah, yeah. I just think that's a. I thought that was blood, blood cells. Well, that's the reaction is it just destroys your immune system. And stuff, mm. so. I suppose it's not. Well, yeah, the symptoms would be quite would be similar either way. Yeah, it doesn't kill you. It's the lack of white cell or it's the yeah, fact that yeah. it kills your immune system. So you die oh, well, of well, well, what do you, you are, die of really common like what? diseases and so. Uh, so yeah, people with HIV they don't die of HIV; they die of or sorry or AIDS. Oh, but, it's like they die of. Oh, here's the thing: that's like a cold or whatever. Like. That's the same for Ebola, yellow fever, smallpox. Oh yeah, just wiped out your immune system. Uh, all the deaths are it's. Uh, oh yeah, they're all people with pre-existing. It's, it, it's no, no, it's viral pneumonia. That's what people yeah, die yeah. of. Viral pneumonia. Um, but it's it, the people who are most of those six hundred people who've died are elderly or they have underlying health problems they already have a weakened immune system um yeah, lot, well, yeah and no but it depends like elderly people are like i mean anything you're going to yeah, be more yeah. susceptible to to dying from it or just getting really really fucking ill like even yeah. a cold is going to affect an older person more but i mean all sorts of anything could play a part in it yeah pneumonia like viral pneumonia is just pneumonia caused by a virus it's no different than getting a pneumonia from like you know when you're not trying to heat up you know going swimming and not drying your hair properly like you'll get get your pneumonia but this is the thing when you talk about stuff like that it's like you know technically heroin never killed anybody then either you know it's the addiction that kills them just to go back on topic here well just to the list of uh, RNA viruses. Yeah. So this isn't all of them, but Ebola, yellow fever, SARS, rabies, the common cold, influenza, hepatitis C, hepatitis E, West Nile fever, polio, measles, and so on. Oh yeah. So pretty, pretty much they're all a lot of the ones we need vaccines for. You yeah. Know. The the reason I mention that is even if you don't think you've had coronavirus, Canora, I keep saying Canora, coronavirus. Oh yeah. Um, 
which you, you probably have, you obviously with the, all that list, you one hundred percent have had an RNA virus. Yeah, they're completely different things, different symptoms. But like, I think that just like takes it down to a very basic level that like, don't be that that afraid of something that is in it. It's it's the same building block, you know. It just mutates in yeah. a different way. But these are all like, and you could easily be immune. Or not, you know. <laughs> yeah, circumstances could dictate how you. Because, like, here's the thing: even if you have this this Wuhan coronavirus, just because we come into contact doesn't mean I automatically get it from you. You know, no. it's not it's not a guarantee. Now, if I'm, you know, where we are now, going to be in a room with you for two, maybe three hours, I'd probably get it then. But like, yeah, yeah. But if I, if you're standing next to me on a bus for five minutes or half an hour or whatever probably grand like <laughs> yeah or even and maybe like maybe i would maybe like just because like you know you hear about with allergic reactions like just one day you could have an apple and just whatever way whatever like rate the pollen was that day however yeah. you had walked you could just end up having kickstart an allergic reaction you say that happened to your brother yeah, yeah. <laughs> Specifically with an apple as well. That's mad. I've never heard of anyone being allergic to apples, but it was obviously the pollen rate or whatever. Like. Yeah, well, I think now he's allergic to like a bunch of stuff with pollen. Yeah. But I, like I was the same with, or well, I haven't confirmed it yet, but I might be allergic to pine nut. I've, oh, I've had pine nut loads of times, but just what was the scenario? I think I was at dinner or something and I had like a craft beer. Oh, you were saying this like pine nut oil in it, and I had like a mad allergic reaction because it's just refined and processed down to like its most concentrated component. I don't even know if it's that. Um, Yeah, that should to be because I my understanding is that should decrease the effects. But if it's concentrated in essentially, you know what I mean. Mm. But I, I had a friend of mine. They got they went on their honeymoon and had like shellfish or something. And had a huge reaction. And they'd always ever eaten shellfish. Never had a problem with it. But mm. this particular shellfish had been exposed to some parasite or something. Or hadn't been cooked right yeah. or whatever it was. And they had a huge reaction to shellfish. And then, uh, like, they can't even eat fish. Like, normal, like, white fish. They couldn't even eat, like, cod anymore. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's all my brother's like now. Like, he can't have, like, there's loads of... It's probably apples and pears and everything. Yeah, well, it's like same, it's like if it was an orange and you then couldn't have anything anything citrusy, but yeah, yeah. whatever. I guess it's any, like, I guess it's anything with a heavy pollen that comes from a tree with a heavy pollen content or something. Yeah. And now I'm not exactly sure. I may ask him. Yeah, but, like, the thing is with that, if he had that same apple yeah. the next day, it might not have had the same... Oh yeah, because like, he picked it straight off the tree or whatever. But even you, like what, depending on like how your immune system is doing. Oh like, yeah, yeah, and how he slept the night before yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And like if you skipped that sort of reaction, like, but, and it's like once it, once you have that reaction, that is what ignites the sort of, yeah, the yeah. part of your body that is now like, oh, I can't have that. Yeah. And you there, then you have an allergic reaction for the rest yeah. of your life. It's, it's well, it, bizarre. It, it's kind of a funny one. It's not for everybody, but I've found I've I'm allergic to dairy. Yeah. So like milk and cream and cheese and stuff. But I've discovered if I have a small bit of like say hard cheese, like frequently, mm. I have more of a tolerance to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, they started to discover that now with peanut allergies. So there used to be, like, kids, like, 
their school had to be a peanut-free campus because yeah. they have peanut allergies. And then... I went out with a girl and I had to, like, clear peanut out, peanuts out of the house, like... Yeah, mad. And uh, the now they've discovered that if, like, they give the child a child who's, like, really... Now, it doesn't work for everybody, but some of them, if they have, like, a tiny little bit of a peanut every day, they actually build up a tolerance and then to the point where they can have like one handful of peanuts every day yeah, yeah, yeah and then so then they're at a point where they can eat out in a restaurant they can go to school the school can have like kids are allowed to have peanut butter sandwiches in school <laughs> yeah. and allowed to sit beside them and stuff like that like it's bonkers like to get back on topic a little i guess we should talk about how exactly it works we've talked about kind of why it is when it was discovered we haven't gotten yeah. a great deal into it but enough uh, enough for people for us who aren't like scientists or doctors or ah, yeah. you know what we're talking Crime about like, yeah. but we probably should talk about how it actually works and we'll do that right after a quick break so most coronaviruses uh, attack the upper respiratory tract uh, through the nose and mouth or nasal passages and mouth oh yeah it's the soft tissue yeah SARS and this current strain and mer mer whatever it's called as well, they infect the lower respiratory tract. So it's cough, lungs, okay. Yeah, they go essentially they just go they go deeper. Yeah, and the idea there is that viruses can't uh, replicate on their own. They need they need cells. They need your cells, and yeah. that's how because they a virus wants to continue and spread. Yeah, and. The, the proteins that coronavirus needs are just in your lung. In, oh, well, okay. Actually, in your lungs and I think small intestines as well. So that's yeah. the reason it goes further down is to get to those, oh, to get to okay. those yeah, yeah. proteins. I think it's the there's a, a particular protein called ACE2. And that's what both SARS and Wuhan uh, need. And it's... In it's it's plentiful in your lung, yeah. but uh, it's also in your small intestine. Oh yeah, so it's just basically our lungs are the perfect condition, like food condition for that virus. Yeah, so. and it's essentially like if if this particular strain just didn't need that protein, if it needed a protein that was just in your throat, it, yeah, it settle in your throat, and then it won't be as bad for you. Yeah, that's right. Um, as we said, the result of this of it reaching that far is a viral pneumonia. And so that's what's killing people. The The symptom is mostly lower respiratory tract, yeah. or at least at first, and after anywhere from 5 to 14 days, they show other signs like that. When, like, that's when you start getting runny nose. And, like, symptoms oh, yeah. more associated with your upper respiratory tract. But yeah. that's the reason it can take so long to pinpoint, to even know you have these things, because... Which is how it spreads so well because yeah. you're carrying it for so long yeah and as we said we yeah we talked about percent wise how 10 percent infected with sars died yeah um and you know half of those i think over 50 yeah. like you you were saying earlier about being old like elderly but that's not necessarily true it's just like yeah because i wouldn't consider 50 no no old and like even with the current wuhan i think like the majority are over 60 yeah but it's still like a lot of just 60 year olds yeah i read a story was it yesterday of a guy he was only 38 and he died of it but apparently he had some underlying 
medical conditions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was he he got it in Hong Kong. That's what it was. Which he was one of the he was one of the few in Hong Kong. That's what right. Was, was he? Uh, and his mother in her seventies got it, um, but she hasn't died of it yet or anything. Right. But he died of it. No, I don't think so. Right. With SARS and like, you know, like we're talking a lot about SARS here because that's one we can talk about because yeah, it's, we can it's happened. It. We, we, it's yeah. hard to talk about something that's still ongoing. But with SARS, yeah, ten percent infected died. Uh, Twenty to thirty percent of those people ended up needing mechanical ventilation. Wow. Because that was the only way to treat them because there was yeah. no antiviral treatment. It still isn't. Yeah. Uh, a third, though, ended up just being grand by the by themselves. They've just been healthy enough to get over it, essentially. Oh, they just, you have a bad cough and then you get oh, over it. Kind of. <laughs> no, I don't think they had a bad cough. I think they were, like, oh, yeah. on the verge of death. Yeah. But were just able to fight it. Fight it like. Oh, sorry, I got you. Now, some of them might have been gotten over even quicker yeah some of them might have just had a bad cough but i don't think that was many of them but you can just be like i mean it's like somebody you get a really bad flu and for fucking four days you're knocked out vomiting and it's you're like you're you feel like you're dying and you just get over it yeah just happen like and that's the you're a healthy person like yeah you you're you're not healthy for four days or whatever no no, i'm guessing that that's how long does the flu last probably more than four days is it well but a couple of days like you've well you probably have like, you might feel shit for two weeks, but you're going to have those... It's it's almost like a scale. Like, you're going downhill, and then you have those four days in the middle, which is the bottom of the valley, right. and then you kind of gradually come back again. You know, I imagine the flu it's years is just since like, I've had the flu. <laughs> I imagine it's just, like, the worst possible hangover you could ever have. Yeah. But unlike where that might last, like, six hours, it's yeah. just for a week. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. It's years since I've had the flu. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I've never seriously had it. I don't like. I don't think I like. I might have had it when I was very young, but I think if I had it when I was young, I'd remember it. I think it'd be bad enough that I'd remember it. I don't think I've ever had it. Very lucky. Yeah, like I've had bad cold and the flu and the cold. Like everybody kind of associates them. (laughs) Like people have a cold and say, "Oh, I've got, I've got a bit of the flu." Like the flu is a completely different. Like even the symptom-wise, it's like yeah. Because it can be vomiting and diarrhea yeah, and yeah. sniffly and yeah. it's everything. No, the sniffly part, the cold part is like the least. Yeah, yeah, problems. exactly. Yeah. I've gotten more often the kind of like viral fatigue where you feel like you've just, like you, you one day you just feel like you ran a marathon the day before and like you didn't. And yeah. That's more, I've gotten that more often than anything else. I think like one of the sickest I've been in a long time is in, in the last like, 15 years anyway it was like yeah. last christmas or just before last christmas i got a really bad chest infection haven't yeah. had one in a long time and that just knocked me out for a few not knocked me out but it, like that i felt like every you day just wanted to stay in bed and watch netflix and yeah, not do anything yeah. um I, I but i've i've noticed over like really noticeably over the last say 10 years that i've just gotten less sick and i just have a much stronger immune system than I ever had and like I haven't even had a cold in about three years like I've had a sniffle right. but not like a miserable cold just like, yeah, I haven't had that in I'd say about three years and I've just fought it off better like I've had like I get a bit of a hoarse voice or you know but I haven't had it like anywhere near as bad you, weren't like, you sick a few weeks ago though? I, I got um, this mad vertigo Oh, okay. But so that was, talk- apparently it was viral, yeah. 
because there was that um, mad there was a mad like bug everybody in ireland got around christmas i just assumed that's what you had no uh, but you heard about it. do you know anybody that got that Whatever like a vomiting bug is it um yeah like my brother my both my mother and my brother had it over christmas i got i got it last week actually um like i what's today's thursday so tuesday last week i stayed home because i couldn't leave my bathroom basically you know what i i pretty sure my mother's partner got two i think he was he as i I thought i got food poisoning like i I might have but i think it was potentially like as i was coming back like leaving the family place for christmas i think he was coming down with it and i think my other brother might have i think my entire family got it over christmas but, but I, you didn't but i didn't like yeah so i might just have a very good immune system for those that's what i think i do now i have a much stronger immune system and my wife doesn't have a great immune system but she's way better now than she ever was she used to be really really sick like she used to get everything and it was the worst where she's been much better now in the last like two three years as well your wife's a teacher as well uh, yes now, she gets so. exposed to everything and like kids putting just things in their mouths and just kids kids that just sit there and they just sneeze <laughs> and don't block themselves and they just sneeze all over the table all over thing or like they'll sneeze on you and yeah. go and then what just go sorry and so, yeah. um yeah got exposed to a lot of that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine teachers are quite uh, prone to... Do you get shots, though? Uh, I meant to get one this year, and I didn't. I meant to, uh, last year I got the flu shot, and the year before... I've, I've gotten it about the last, say, five years, and then I just totally forgot about it this year, because I kept meaning to do it, and I just have never follow, followed through with it. But mm. I might... It's probably not too late to get it now, I don't know, if it's updated, but... Yeah, well, there's two a year, isn't there? Yeah... Yeah, usually the big time is like October, November, where they recommend you get it, you know. Mm. And uh, I normally do, but I haven't. But for that reason, because my wife's a teacher and she gets exposed to so much stuff, and then she comes home and gives it to me. Yeah, yeah. But I had honestly, it's something then we're like something I I would be like advising people to get, but it's something that I never think to get myself. But like that because I I never think to get it because like I, I don't. I almost I don't even know what the flu's like. I've never like yeah, had it. Yeah, I, I'm like, mean, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think about how serious yeah. it is, even though I know it is. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I used to always get it because I had really, really bad asthma as a kid, and I kind of just grew out of it. I literally got to like nineteen, twenty, and realized, oh, I haven't taken an inhaler in like a year. <laughs> you know, they're gonna. <laughs> I didn't like, know you even. Oh, yeah, I just grew out of it, like, oh. and I still keep inhalers now for um to get like, high off. Yeah, um, I know more, like, if I do get, like, a cold or something, it just helps your body fight it. Or yeah, yeah. And uh, I found for ages it used to be, when I started getting into running, I found it was good to, like, take an inhaler before I go for a run. Um, oh, okay. And I wouldn't yeah. do it every time. Like, sometimes I go for a run and I'd be like, my God, that was really, really hard. And then, like, two days later I'll go for another run and I'll, I'll remember mm. to take an inhaler beforehand. And, I'll, winter, and I'll be like, this is so easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in winter when you're breathing in, like, ice that cold air. air. Yeah, yeah. I kind of realize it's good for that. But they're just full of steroids, so it's good when you're <laughs> exercising. Yeah. So uh, you were talking about people with, um, you know, affecting people with pre-existent ailments. Or we'll conditions say. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, ailments is a more Irish way to say it. <laughs> so I came Should across... Just bring them to the lords. Be grand. I came across this thing called the 
It's called the Mulbsta score, M-U-L-B-S-T-A. I'm sure that stands for something. Oh, yeah. I wasn't interested in looking it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, it doesn't, because it doesn't matter. Like, and that, forget. kids, is how we research our podcast. <laughs> well, no, because it's, like, I'll just be one of those, po- we'll just be one of those podcasts that read something we have written in front of us, and we ourselves forget about it. Yeah. Once we're done recording, or know po- nothing about yeah. it, like you're just repeating yeah. a Wikipedia page. It's like people who just like want to work their word a day. They get on their phone into a conversation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as they remember the word themselves, but they barely know what it means. Yeah, what's the point? Anyway, it's called the Mulpsta score. I'll remember that. I'll remember Mulpsta. Uh, so this is an early warning model for predicting mortality in viral pneumonia. As I said, viral yep. pneumonia is what kills m- most people yep. with an RNA virus. And I just found this really interesting. So essentially, so it can it contains like six indexes of what they mark you on. So essentially, these are like six categories that oh, of like pre-existing conditions you could have. Oh, okay, yeah. So to use six of them, so it's a... That are the worst to have, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, say you had... It's a point system, so say it's diabetes could count for six points. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I don't think diabetes is actually on it, but I know smoking is on it. Smoking counts for three points. Wow. Basically... Oh, because you've weakened your lungs already, yeah. Yeah, and even ex-smokers are on it, but it's like one point. Yeah, yeah. But there's six main indexes, and they use these to calculate a percentage to essentially say what chances you have of dying wow. from. Uh, so in general, the characteristics of patients who died from Wuhan yeah. uh, coronavirus are in line with these six, right? with these, with this, the, the most score. Yeah. So they, they like started this, like, I don't, I'm not sure what virus they started measuring it on, yeah. but it, the highest you can score, I think, is like sixty-one percent. Yeah, and then um, you're dead. <laughs> no, well, I, I guess they might, I, as the years go on, they might identify more indexes to add yeah, to yeah. that list. So far, oh, the sorry, mo- the max points is sixty-one. Sorry, I get you. The the discrepancy is it's something re- it's like eleven percent or something. It can be off by about eleven percent every time. Oh, wow, they do okay, it. like yeah, it's yeah. really accurate. Yeah. yeah. You could scare yourself by doing this, though, but you could look up this score and just see, like, what like yeah. what chances you would have of dying if you got this virus. All right, are we going to do the test then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, actually, we'd both be very low. Yeah. Um, like, I think, like, I know I'd, I'd have a pint on it because I'm an ex-smoker. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think lactose intolerant is on, <laughs> is on it. So Asthmatic is on it, probably, no. No, well, like, there's stuff like... Well, there's a lot... You see, there's a lot of stuff I can't pronounce. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, asthmatic isn't on it, but there's stuff that could have the same symptoms that asthma yeah, would yeah. have. Like, it's respiratory. Yeah, yeah. But it'd still, it'd still be very low. Like, at most, if they only go up to nine points, like, at most, you could be nine points on it, which probably equates yeah. to, like, 20%. Oh, yeah. But I just never heard of that, uh, the MOPSTA score before. I just found it very interesting that there was any sort of... Just the fact that there's a, like a chart that they can use to predict things based on other <laughs> viruses, I just find that really, it's so simple as well. Yeah. Like, imagine there's ways like there's doctors and they're going around and like you're showing really early signs, and they just have the chart and they go through it and they're like, okay, um, oh, um, you're at like fifty eight percent, 
they just they just take the bed cover and just put it over your head and like you're like but but I feel fine. And you're like sorry, um, um, we're just going to take you down to the furnace. Um, okay, so next <laughs> they just go like, like they're like that. There's no point in spending any more time yeah, yeah. with you at they all. Have, like the complete opposite take on what you show because obviously just yeah. <laughs> because in case it isn't obvious the reason this chart would exist to deter would be determined who like is in most need of care yeah yeah of course yeah <laughs> no, but, but i'm saying it's just like it's the complete opposite yeah they're not gonna waste fluids on you and <laughs> they just they just draw a big x on your forehead yeah, with yeah. a mar- with permanent marker you're like what what did you draw oh it's just so the nurses know what medication to give you so I don't. Isn't know that a war thing of like they do the M for morphine because yeah, it's like no, they're, they're, they're dead. Like, yeah, like yeah. But let them go in peace. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought that score thing was interesting. Yeah. So that's the how you can measure people's likelihood of dying. Essentially, yeah, it's for triaging. Essentially, <laughs> you you might be interested to. Well, I'm sure you probably came across this already, but uh, children are less susceptible to coronavirus and. SARS as well, but this one in particular, uh, no child or no body, because I'm not sure if they're a child, no, no person younger than 15 has contracted it. Wow, really? Not sure when that comes from. This might have been from like the 22nd of Jan- January-ish, so yeah. that could have changed since then. But either way, if it's changed, it's still like mostly children haven't got it. Are, are we going to find ourselves in a Jeremiah type situation here? I was about to say, do you know what the virus was in jeremiah was it was a coronavirus really yeah no way yeah, oh man right. i need to rewatch that show i don't know if it's said in the show but that's what that's what the creator is based on anyway everything about it was no way that's yeah. time we're gonna find ourselves in that world now and that was also met like sars was the first like big dangerous coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. that was it made a year before sars i think that's oh, the only wow. reason i know it was meant to be a coronavirus in it because then when sars happened the oh, second yeah. season of Jeremiah was on, and that's what people were on the on like IMDb. People were like, "Oh, that's weird." Oh yeah, that's um. Or what? It was IMDb around in two thousand and three. Whatever, MySpace. That's a great. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people we've talked about it before on the podcast, but for you know, this, uh, Jeremiah was a TV show from early two thousands. Two thousand and two and two thousand and three, I think. And it was uh, was it Matthew Perry? No, Luke Perry. Oh, sorry, Luke Perry. Um, and Sean Astin. Sean Aston? Yeah. And your man from... Um, Cosby Show? Or yeah, something? your man from Cosby Show. He was... Um, uh, he was the oldest son, whatever, yeah. in Cosby Show. I think Sean Aston came into... He, he was, like, teased at the end of season one or something. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know if I've ever seen season two of it. But it was essentially... He, they were in a world where anyone over the age of puberty, I think... Yeah, I think it was over ...was 13. wiped out by a virus. So the world was just inherited by, like... 11 and 12 year olds and then it's set like 20 years later and yeah, they're, so they're the, all adults they're all adults so all the adults died so it's what they know of the world is what they've managed to scrounge together and so it's really really good series but just good post-apocalyptic yeah. world it's very like fans of fallout would love it because yeah. there's it's got its own mythology and it's like it's like you're the lone wanderer in Fallout. Like the character, yeah. Luke Perry's character will he's he's a he's a loner in it. He's traveling from settlement to settlement, and he'll come across he he'll go on side quests, yeah. Like. And he find he meets basically people who are who they're the kids of scientists who are in a bunker, yeah. And the scientists were like, isn't there like this one scientist is in quarantine still and he's alive? Oh, that's a huge spoiler. Uh, I thought that was like the end of the first episode or something. Yeah. 
It's the end of the season finale. Oh, okay. I thought that was... That's all I remember from it. But yeah, no, that was a smart... <laughs> it's, but it's like uh, Jericho. It's one of those great underrated Yeah, and they shows. were on like, at the same time, and both, both of them came from like sort of teen soap operas in the 90s. They were both like yeah. teen heartthrobs. And then they both ended up in... Uh, whatever that show what's is. What's it called? Um... Archie. Archie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's it called? Archie. So, so how they how they measure the uh, infectivity of coronaviruses. And I think all viruses is the R naught value. Have you heard about this? No. It's very it's very simple. It's pretty much the maximum people the the maximum amount of people that can be affected. So uh, an R naught of two means that everyone oh sorry it's in it's in um contagion yeah explain it sorry yeah yeah yeah. the way you said it first i was like what oh but now i guess yeah it's the one person will infect two people yeah and they infect four yeah or one person will infect 10 people and yeah yeah Yeah, and and like yeah yeah an or not of 10 you're like ah well it's over yeah shit (laughs) they reckon well who reckon that this the this coronavirus is between 1.4 and 2.5. Wow. Um, but researchers in Hong Kong, there was a paper that said it was between 3 and 5. Wow. Which, that's terrifying. Now, it's not peer-reviewed or anything. But that might be for, like, a certain area or yeah. townland or whatever. Like that, that's I hope that's not true at all. Like, <laughs> Because then that's more... Well, I suppose it's, it's still the mortality rate of 1% is... But the infection rate is way, way higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, so that's the thing. It's like, so death rate is one percent. But if the infection rate is really, really high, then it is one percent of the whole population. Yeah. You know? Wasn't that like in Spanish influenza? Now I may be way off on this, but one of those big ones had like a mortality rate of five percent, but killed one hundred and twenty million people. Yeah, because it just yeah when there its population was like. 500 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's put as well the thing is it was but it kept infecting people again and again yeah, yeah. that's the thing so yeah well the, 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 that's the thing we live in a time where we can actually treat these th- like if Span- Spanish influenza if that hit now we, yeah. we'd wipe it out in a fortnight yeah exactly yeah. Though, Whereas, we ha- though it would probably spread quicker because of like planes and communication that's, and stuff. Mm, that's true too yeah but our solution to it is faster yeah. but then how like but then the other side, like, what happens? Because a virus like this strain of coronavirus couldn't really exist back then because it's something that, you know, it comes from bats, but probably spread through wet food markets, which they wouldn't have really had back then. Yeah, but if you true. Could, if you took this virus, if you just took a patient from now, went back in time and just dropped him in Europe in 1917. Yeah. He, he could wipe out the world in a few weeks. Like. Yeah, yeah, just by what you're carrying. Because that's the thing. Uh, maybe, yeah, Spanish influenza, like that's because it was during World War One. that's why that spread so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So you think of all the stuff like nowadays we're vaccinated against and things, but you can still carry that and it doesn't affect you. And then, like, yeah, like if you go back in time, you just kill loads of people. And that's another thing we didn't mention earlier, too, that we should have with, with coronavirus because the incubation period is so long. And even though it was quite long with SARS, unlike SARS, you can spread it before you even have symptoms. You yeah. can be just walking around spreading it. 
Like you could spread it to me and I could get sick before you end up getting sick because the incubation period is it's between it's, like five and fourteen days. So it's just Yeah, varies. so I might be a fourteen day and you might be yeah, a five day and it's yeah, mad. It's, and then you might think I give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> the other way around. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh I'd be like, Fucking Johnny made me sick. So we get for kissing after recording the podcast. <laughs> And before. <laughs> but, and here's the thing. So say this isn't um, too serious. Like, okay, it's only, it's at about 2% mortality rate now. 28,000 yeah. people infected. No big deal. Oh, yeah. What people aren't really, what people don't really talk about with this stuff is the just the economic cost. And yeah. And what happens after that. So, because it's, it's like a vicious circle. With because uh, as global trade increases, the the spread of viruses becomes easier because they can spread with trade. Yeah, and the more they spread, there's more outbreaks, which yeah. costs the global trade money. Yeah, yeah, it goes around and around, kind of thing. Apparently, the annual cost of viral outbreaks. This is annual without like last year and the year before when there's no big when there's no zars just or no normal ones. Just, yeah. Every day is five hundred and seventy billion. So the year of SARS alone added wow. 50 on top of that. Wow. Uh, and then, like, there's one where, like, a MERS outbreak, not the, the MERS in 2012, but there was, like, a small MERS outbreak in Korea in 2015. Yeah. You weren't in Korea. You went to Vietnam. You weren't in... No, I went to Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so Cambodia and Laos. I wasn't in Korea. Just make sure you didn't come back with anything. Me too. <laughs> I did come back. I, I came back with shingles. Um, <laughs> but uh, a MERS outbreak in Korea in 2015 uh, it killed 38 people. Still, you, know, you don't want 38 people dying. Still yeah. quite quite a low number. Yeah. It led to a 51% drop in tourism the next year. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, yeah, a lot of people aren't going to go to China next year. Or the next talk year. about devastating an economy yeah. like that's such a small number to lead to like people just being like no nope yeah like, just it's one percent over half but like half your entire tourism industry just being abolished yeah. for especially like a country where tourism is probably i'm guessing here but i think it's probably its main oh yeah source of it well they do produce a lot of goods too but either way a big deal yeah, and then like it's not just like uh, a money, like it's not just in terms of money. Uh, viruses, okay, so they cost the economy money, and when the economy loses money, people, yeah. people lose their livelihood too. Yeah, yeah. When the economy start losing money, that also means jobs being lost. Jobs being lost means people living in, living in poverty, especially in poorer countries. <laughs> like, which then means more diseases and yeah. Yeah, there was uh, I saw. Oh, I don't... I was going to say the name of the paper, but I might be wrong, so I don't want to put... I, I saw some heading where I was trying to do, like, this positive spin. It's talking about the economy, but they, say, they had the heading where viruses are, are viruses are costing less lives, but the economy more, or something like that. Oh, yeah. But that's not true either, because the economy crashing costs lives. Cause, yeah. So there's a statistic that... Uh, oh, I get you, yeah, because it's... One feeds the other. So for every 1% drop, or every time the global employment rate drops by 1%, yeah. 40,000 people die. Wow. Uh, in America, every time it drops by 1%, 15,000 people die. That's crazy. 
I even so the the oh yeah, so for, so forty, what is it? Thirty eight people getting sick probably caused like several thousand lives in economic. From the, yeah, yeah, from an economic yeah because because of the, the drop in tourism means even there's stuff like there's probably some some guy that just like rents surfboards. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't that only met, only had half the customers that year. Yeah, he might not have been able to afford rent for his, his business the next year. Then when out of business, no, yeah. yeah, and then the year after that, another MERS outbreak comes, and he, he's no job, so he can't pay for healthcare. You know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the the recession, like the two thousand and eight recession, like they reckon. And actually, I got this from Lancet magazine, who is also who I got the um, Mobster score from. Oh yeah, uh, and they're this uh, like a peer reviewed science journal, so accurate shit. But I read in that that uh, the two thousand and eight financial crisis caused like directly 500,000 cancer deaths wow just the knock-on effects of the cancer deaths you would just from p- people that could not continue treatment oh sorry yeah, okay i was like <laughs> the recession caused cancer <laughs> um i mean i've heard about stress causing cancer but like <laughs> no no just uh, the, the direct <laughs> knock-on effect effects of, of like of people who were who were living with cancer could no longer Lost afford to live with cancer yeah, yeah. yeah. that's mad well, I know, I like, I know here, and it was in lots of other countries and stuff as well. It was like suicide rates increased and things like that. Like, I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's, that's where I thought you were one, going with yeah. that originally. There are now people like in Italy during the week. There were people throwing fucking stones at, at Asian people because <laughs> because <laughs> they might have. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. The same thing. I'm, I'm not surprised I'm, because it's Italy. I remember the same thing happened with SARS actually because the whole idea, the whole perception of the world was, oh, Asian people have this disease. Mm. It's so stupid. Like, see, you create this stigma against... You're not creating a stigma against, like, an illness. You're <laughs> creating a stigma against a region where the illness yep. started. Uh, yeah, that can... Of course that's going to have knock-on effects. Like, how how could it not? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, viruses cost a lot. A lot of money. A lot of yeah. lives, even after. And look, and even, like, we're talking about... Like, so the ter- I said earlier about the third of the SARS patients that just got over it. But you don't know what, like... 10 years down the line like you fight an ailment like that probably yeah. takes its toll on your body too oh like, yeah I imagine like there are people that are probably like more prone to heart disease later in life because your heart battled something so. yeah a lot a lot of viruses are, will fuck up your heart that's mm. a that's a serious thing like it'll it just weakens your heart over time and like even even happens with um, people who get like childhood diseases yeah and, yeah. Uh, and then it's like in later in life they can't um they have heart conditions or um mad they're like oh, i'm trying to think what it is it well, is it measles yeah if you get measles you c- it can make you um like sterile and stuff oh like yeah this, yeah um so if you get measles when you're like 11 or 12 basically you're you like you hit puberty and stuff but like like say specifically in men like your body will just produce like less sperm Right. Because you've just broken a specific hormone in your body by getting measles at like between certain ages, like right. between nine and twelve or something. This is bonkers stuff. I think it's measles. Um, I could be wrong. That'd be handy if you don't want children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, are you gonna make I'm that decision ch- at nine? <laughs> <laughs> no, but now retrospectively, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 
I wonder, did I have them at that age? <laughs> Johnny invents uh, time travel. <laughs> Gives his nine-year-old self measles. You had one. Imagine that you get one trip. Yeah. Give myself that's, measles. That's, that's what I'm going to use that uh, that power for. It's like you don't want to go back and like do the lotto numbers. Like no, 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 no. Just, I'm playing the lotto every day as it is. <laughs> so I think we're we're about to wrap up. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think. We'll take one more quick break. Because there's still a bit to talk about. Oh, yeah. And you should definitely invest or buy or purchase or um, <laughs> follow that thing. <laughs> Unless it's like... Because, you know, I I haven't turned off... I haven't turned off any options for the ad. So they could have been... Like, there could have been an ad for Scientology there. I don't know. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've just got, like, blanket general, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. I think religious stuff might be turned off. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so a lot of the talk, and we kind of touched on at the start of the episode, with uh, this current strain of coronavirus has been shady government dealings, cover-ups. Oh, yeah. How much do you buy into any of that? Um, Most likely thing is any numbers that have been published by any government are probably lower than what they actually are of deaths mm. and things or how quickly they've reacted to think to like oh yeah yeah we we clamped down a quarantine there just in time and you're like mm, yeah did you though yeah. you know like that, that's i think as far as it goes i don't think it's the, kind of a case of like oh it's it the virus has been man-made to like take out one percent of the population yeah, or any of that kind of nonsense. There is stuff like that where you're like oh look at this the, the bill gates foundation talked about coronavirus in november of last year and so, <laughs> yeah but so, like i'm sure if you scare the internet you'll find but it's all, well yeah but like was it one of the other six coronaviruses <laughs> there, yeah yeah you know now there is loads of shady stuff we're not going to go too into it we're not going to go into it at all really because that's not really our territory i'd say gordo probably has an entire episode ready sure, to go on yeah, it yeah. on those conspiracy guys but my alarm bells did go off when i saw how empty a lot of the cities in china were and you're <laughs> yeah. like oh you emptied these out with just 80 case yeah sure you yeah obviously yeah. you know more than you're telling us like yeah they were so quick to empty out the, the the towns where where this was hit and yeah. and like they built a hospital in ten days. It's like did definitely were keeping some information. Yeah. Now, how much I don't know. History would uh, indicate that they probably did lie. Oh yeah, with SARS, they didn't inform the World Health Organization until February fourteenth, two thousand and three. 88 days after uh, uh, the first reported case. Doctors in Beijing at the time were ordered to uh, hide SARS from random checks by the World Health Organization. In fact, there's a story where there was, I think, 91 patients, SARS patients in a hospital. And one day, a bunch of Chinese police force came along. They took 80 of them, put them into buses, drove off continued to drive and they just drove around Beijing for the entire day because there was a random who inspection and when they showed up there was only 11 patients oh jeez like (laughs) but what are you trying to achieve like it's just keeping face keeping face like it's bonkers 
of like, oh yeah, we, we yeah, we're, our people are not that sick. We, like, it's um, just, there's a good chance we might, <laughs> like, it could have gone longer. There was a Jiang Yanyong, probably pronouncing that wrong. He was a, a, China, a doctor in Beijing. Yeah. Um, I think he was actually like pops up in history a bit. I think he was like treated students during the Tiananmen Square massacre. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then just ended up being involved in this as well. But he was the big whistleblower. He like yeah. done an interview with Washington Post or somebody and revealed all this. But yeah, it was four months before China published like the, the genome that made up that virus four months yeah. into the infection. Uh, but then they took the like they at during SARS they done the thing where like oh well that was like the doctors were trying to hide hide it that wasn't like a government mandate they were yeah, doing yeah. it to save face but that's nearly like going back to Chernobyl the kind of thing of like if you are the scientist who discovers there's a problem with the reactor it's like oh you don't want to be the guy to have to tell your local yeah but your, also your I think boss. they were lying about that <laughs> I think but you know what I mean it's like so the, the doctors live in a state of fear of reporting things to their superiors so then they don't report it. I think the difference, I think the Chinese government more so just likes to blame the citizens. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because the the next thing they've done, anybody who is caught hiding the infection, hiding if you have it. Oh, yeah. It can be up to debate, like, who? how can you prove somebody was hiding it or just didn't know they had it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, after it came out that they, that that they were at 88 days, the Chinese government made it to anybody who was hiding the virus uh, would receive the death penalty. (laughs) So they just went the the other way. Yeah. yeah. It sounds more like the government was just determined to blame citizens either way. Yeah. Uh, But in fairness, so it took them four months to to publish the genome with SARS. This time actually only took two weeks. Yeah. So maybe they... They've upped their game. Yeah. yeah, maybe they've learned a lesson and have been like, it, it, it's possibly for the greater good. Imagine living in that, like, worldwide, we all lived in that world where if you failed to report a certain sickness, like, you get the death penalty. <laughs> like, like, that is just, like, we've lost. It's actually a, a sickness that you're worried might kill you. Yeah. And, uh, I think, but, but, but the, that's, they, you're nearly at the point where, like, you know, if you're seen out on the street after curfew, you will be shot. Like it's that yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. it's that kind of level of like. But with this, with these cover-ups, it is like the government. People are like treating it like we we talked about just before. We took the break. Like people throwing stones at Asian people and all this, like blaming <laughs> the people for the virus. Yeah. Like if there's anybody to blame, it is the government. The people are the ones. Like the whistleblowers are all citizens. Like they're the yeah, doctors. Yeah. I think this doctor. Um, Jiang Yanyang would have been like he's quite a high up he's probably a member technically a member of the communist party but then there's oh, also yeah. there's also a doctor who during the SARS virus he um, got infected himself yeah and ended up in quarantine and he wrote like a paper like like this like hugely beneficial academic paper about the psychological effects of quarantine because oh, wait, okay. you now have this like a physician experiencing what only his patients would have experienced so he gets this new insight and then like when he died and this was at the time when they're kind of covering up not covering up stuff i think it was after that stuff had came out but they're still being like very uh, reserved with the facts and he arranged to have his organs donated to the cdc in america Uh, to test to test yeah. yeah so he done like like two different 
as he he's in quarantine he writes this paper as he's dying he arranges like it's such a noble he made the most out yeah, of it basically yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. but that's also that's who kate winslet's character in contagion is based on oh this yeah guy. that was my way to bring it back to that movie yeah yeah no i am <laughs> But no, yeah, great movie. Like that that's what I have to say to anybody who if you haven't seen Contagion, obviously we're probably gonna spoil it a little bit, but um really good movie, really good to watch. And it's such a great, like dark but very realistic and kind of honest portrayal of <laughs> there's also like, just some really funny parts in it. Oh there is. <laughs> like the the so uh, Matt Damon's character is immune. Oh yeah. And so his his wife is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow Gwyneth Paltrow and she dies so he's with his like stepdaughter or no sorry his, his daughter, his daughter but yeah. from another marriage um, and the main his main plot is just like trying to like keep her alive yeah <laughs> but it's really funny about it's like her her boyfriend yeah. just is like her boyfriend is almost like against the glass humping the door like, trying to get in where they're outside and they go to kiss and he just happens to catch them and he's just like go home Oliver and he just <laughs> yeah, pushes <that's> just... <laughs> but there's a first moment is where he's just like I can't open the door go home go away I can't open the door it's really funny just um, trying to like the, it's just like the most extreme version of the dad just trying to get rid of this this but, Annoying. next door neighbor that's trying to get with his daughter yeah like. <laughs> it's really funny uh i thought that was the funniest like because it's it's a subplot to his story mm. and i just thought it was such a funny like little side bit and that like despite all the constant warnings and stuff that like his teenage daughter is still like real stupid about it yeah stuff, which is exactly like you're like oh if you go outside and like make contact with other people you could die and your teenager's like you're the worst but, and, but that's exactly how a teenager like that. she like to be fair to her she was kind of operating on like sort of a logic it was like yeah, but if you're immune I but, probably am yeah and obviously and it was, you wouldn't want to go on that but I can see how you would as yeah. a teenager be like well no like you, you would just fucking it's pointless optimism but you would just think like okay I've got some reason to believe I might be immune so I'm just going to choose to believe it. Yeah, yeah. And his other kid wasn't... It was his stepson or something. It's kind of... It's a bit hard to follow. The kid... Well, the kid... The kid with died would have been... Was only... It wasn't his son. It was Gwyneth Paltrow's son. Oh, he's I thought, married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the... Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was his, but... I think the implication was that it was the guy she was... Well, yeah. It was... Me- yeah. That she was having an affair with. Her. That's actually a really very sad part. To, like, lose your wife... And then, like, a day later, realise she's she been cheating on you. Oh, man, bummer. What a way to find out. Yeah. I always wonder that, like, you know, if you, um, when someone dies and they just, and then it comes to light that they just left this, like, absolutely mess of a life behind where they're, like, embezzling money and cheating on their wife and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, there's certain stuff, like, if they were just embezzling money, I'd be like, fine. But, yeah. Certain stuff where you'd be yeah. like... My favorite is the thing of like you know your 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 granddad dies and then you go to the funeral and like his secret Canadian family are there, <laughs> you know. That's the <laughs> I thought you were going to say like there's just member like people you recognize from history books or something. You're like they were, they were Nazi party members. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen the episode of Always Sunny where they're 
figure out that their granddad was a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> they realized that they were at like a, like a kind of a copy of a Hitler youth camp. They yeah, just they're, like, they're going to clear it as apartment and it's just like all Nazi memorabilia. It's like they never noticed before. <laughs> and they're going to like Charlie dresses up in the uniform and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, I think Pop Pop was a Nazi. <laughs> yes, how would you yeah. feel if you, f- this is going way off topic, <laughs> but how would you feel if you found that out that like your granddad was a Nazi? Oh man. Like I definitely wouldn't be happy about it. But it might but, explain my blue eyes and blonde hair. <laughs> but I would find it fascinating. I would be like, I need to look in. I need to know everything. About yeah, this. yeah. I That's it. I would, I would become, obs- like, do you know what? I'd start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an amazing podcast. Because I definitely wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a, do a Ben Affleck on it. You heard about that when he was on. Um, <laughs> ben Affleck was, you know that show, um, Who Do You Think You Are? Oh, yeah. You know that show where they track yeah, down yeah. here. They do DNA tests yeah. and family trees and stuff. Ben Affleck done an episode of that and they just like found out that his family owned a bunch of plantations. Oh, yeah. And he stopped the episode from airing and stuff. Jeez. But then it came out anyway and then you just look way covering worse. it up is way worse way though. worse and then he had to make an apology about it but like that is not that's not on you like yeah um he made it so much worse whereas like i, I watched one with um anderson cooper you know the cnn oh yeah and like his his one of his ancestors was a slave owner and they ended up like as they're going through like his history, they ended it ended up figuring out that he was murdered by a slave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Anderson Cooper has your reaction like he just pisses himself laughing. It's like ah, good, and, yeah. like that's the reaction. You should yeah, because yeah. like you're so far removed from these people that they're it's your family history, but like it's yeah, nothing yeah. got to do with you. No, and it's, especially that's, that's how I feel about um If you're Ben Affleck, the best thing to be do to do would just be like make some make a donation somewhere because like your family probably accumulated some money on account of it and you've accumulated money yourself yeah so just make a token gesture yeah exactly just to go back to contagion such a good film uh like i only watch it at the start of the year i kind of want to watch it again i watched it on monday night tuesday night and i i sat down and i decided right this is whatever it's a two hour movie mm. and I was like okay I'm gonna watch an hour tonight and an hour tomorrow and I just watched the whole thing in one sitting because I was so into it it's that so like, compelled by it he's so like he I was about to say he's like Steven Sonnenberg is one of the like, an underrated director but obviously that's not true he gets loads of credits like he's got but I know Oscar. you mean he's not he's, he's not, not held up like your Coen's brothers and your Tarantino no, no. and that like because he, he makes a lot of movies like this. Like, yeah. yeah, like Traffic. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's made a bunch of movies I didn't like that much, but I always thought were very well made. Have you seen Traffic? Yeah, I'm sure I have, yeah. But like the drugs trades. Yeah, It's like yeah. interconnecting stories about... But like it's just the, it, the way kind of... Because I think it's been so long since I've seen that, but I think like the main sort of narrative thread of that film is it following... It follows a particular shipment of yeah. drugs or something. Yeah. And it just unfolds. It's years since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was before we were even in college um but i think it just follows the same sort of it, it's very like contagion in the way the story's told yeah um and then like he he makes like the oceans movies yeah <laughs> i was like really yeah, like, yeah. He, he's got such a weird track record yeah it's um and then he retired for a while and just yeah 
And what I really liked about it was, um, yeah, it's a fucking nine-year-old movie, so I'm happy to spoil it. But yeah, um, we gave people a warning at the start. They they would have stopped listening and pause, go yeah. watch it and come back. And um, the thing was like really struck me by the time we got to like it's like the last five minutes of the movie. I was like, oh my god. When you start to realise how much of a monster Jude Law's character is. <gasps> he just... Because at first I thought he was like... He's just a bit of a conspiracy nut. Mm. And then by the time you get to the very end, you're like... Oh my god, you're you're an actual monster. You're a horrible human being. Because I, I thought right up to that point where he's with the Homeland Security guy, I thought... Like Matt Damon's character, he got the virus, but it didn't kill him. And then he assumed yeah. it was this, what was it, a xanthium or whatever it was called. The, yeah, yeah. The um, homeopathy thing. That he just believed in the homeopathy. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it was placebo, maybe it was his immune system, whatever, but it it actually cured him. But then you find out, like, you never had it, you faked it. Yeah. And he made, like, five million out of it. And then he let your one die, the other journalist who was pregnant. And he and stuff because he knew it didn't work. Yeah. So he just like told her, "I'll bring you some or whatever." Yeah. Fucking monster. And by the oh end, of that, and he's still acting like at the end of it, like he, he's still going around like leaving the leaflets on the windows, telling people not to get the vaccine like, and stuff. After like, like he's because that's his audience, yeah. so he's getting like I suppose it's two thousand levels different, but it's basically like he has twelve million patrons. Yeah, and he's try. He's just playing to their what they want to hear. That, it's kind of very ahead of its time in yeah. that because, like, that's the shit that's going on. I'm not going to say any names because don't anger people that are fans of them. But there's a lot of people, yeah, in the this internet sphere that are essentially doing the same things. Yeah, selling people brain power medication and shit. And oh yeah, I'm talking about Alex Jones. I was going to say, <laughs> in case it wasn't obvious, and his, um, uh, his, or Paul Thomas Watson, or whatever. Oh, sure, his half name the is. shit he was selling was fucking nonsense. Have you seen Paul Thomas Watson? He's no, a, I don't he's another him. one of those. I'll send you a video of his because you would watch videos of his and think, "Oh, this is who Jude Law's character was based off." Yeah, yeah. But it was he's like five like, years before uh, yeah. this guy had a had a it's platform. Mad, yeah. But Jude Law is Jude, Jude Law is one of the best actors in the world anyway. I've always thought that, even when it wasn't cool. I've, I've like always him. liked him because he often plays really unlikable characters, but he's very rarely been like, being like, all a, like, maniacal villain. Yeah, yeah. Like, in Closer, he, he plays just a scumbag. Or not a scumbag, yeah. but just, like, a dick. But, and he's in, like, Alfie, and he's just a dick. And then he's in, like... Yeah. He was in, um... But in this, like... Even like the do shit with his teeth, like it looks like his teeth are moved to the side a little. So like his front the gap in his teeth. Yeah, is a, yeah. When they're doing the live interview with Lawrence Fishburne, it's like yeah, it's really yeah. focused on his. He has got bad teeth. It's really it's a weird, but it's one of those. That's just great directing. Have though. you seen a uh, season three of Fargo? Um, the one with Ewan uh, McGregor. Yeah, the, actually, no. I've bizarrely, I think I haven't watched the last episode. Oh, done one of those. But you know the, I found it a hard season, actually. He uh, is, but I quite, quite liked it. You know the British guy in that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He, it's yeah. the same. He's the same kind of just, oh, just slimy and. Yeah. Oh, he's that's that's actually probably what took me so long to watch that season is because it was so uncomfortable to watch <laughs> yeah, that character. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. I think we haven't touched on 
this, but it goes without saying, is that uh, surviving, surviving a virus, for, as particularly conor- uh, coronavirus. First of all, actually, yeah, this is, we, we would probably do another pandemic episode because we've only oh yeah we're, we're only covering a current one now. This is more like an apocalypse watch, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot more to talk about, which is pandemics in general, and especially when it comes to like end of the world scenarios. So we will get to that don't worry definitely this year actually let's do a series let's make this pandemic one pandemic coronavirus and then we'll do another two or whatever pandemic colon coronavirus i guess like as far as surviving coronavirus we can't really give any advice other than like just the same thing you would do for any virus like wash your hands and Maybe buy a little bottle of hand sanitizer or yeah, something. I keep it in your bag or your pocket. Always or carry whatever. around one with me. Yeah, I do as well. As I learned in Contagion, we touch our uh, face 4,000 times a day. Is that what you yeah, say? Yeah, I'd say I probably double that. Uh, yeah. You know, I even realized I actually consciously thought of that today because I was in a, uh, I used a public bathroom. Oh, yeah. Always wear you using public bathrooms. So you like, you wash your hands, but then you realize. Oh, I got to dry them. I, I have to, if I turn I off... I have to the, open the door. I have to... Well, the first trouble is I, I turn on the tap, wash my hands. I'm like, I've got to turn off the tap. Yeah. So I have to wash my hands after turning off the... So it's like, I have to like take tissue. I have to wash my hands as I'm washing, like then roll up some tissue. So Use like, that to turn off. Turn off the yeah. tap, then bend that, then dry my hand, then... And in between doing all this stuff, I ended up like scratching the side of my nose. Oh, I've been there. And I stopped and thought, I was like, I just fucking touched my face. No, you got to start again. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't have thought, it was only because I was thinking about this stuff yeah, today. Yeah. I would do that the whole time, not even realising it. Well, that's like most public bathrooms here. you got to right? cut off your hands. That's the... Yeah. <laughs> most public bathrooms here have the taps are, you push them and then you don't have to touch them again. Well, yeah. That, but then, or... A lot of modern ones is just um, a sensor. Or it's a sensor, yeah. Where... I like um, any college you go to now where that is just sensors. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd love to have, and more from like a because I do I do a lot of cooking and cooking from scratch. So I'm handling raw meat a lot mm, and things like yeah, that. Yeah. I and I've said it loads is like when I buy a house, one of the things I'm going to have in the kitchen is I'm going to get those like doctor's taps that you can turn on and off at your elbow, like that are the bar. Yeah, yeah. And because um, I think they're just the best way to do it rather than trying to turn knobs and stuff. Because what I always end up doing is, like, I'll have raw meat on my hands or oil or something. Then I have to turn on the tap, wash my hands, and then I have to clean the tap. Mm. Then, and it's just, it's really annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not efficient. Like, as no. Well, on top of and it wastes water else. and all yeah, sorts yeah, of yeah. things. Like, there's so many knock-on effects of it. Um, or hand dryers that have, you have to press a button and stuff. Yeah. Um, we're like, now most airports have the toilets are a sensor, the taps are a sensor, and the dryers are automatic and stuff. Um, mm. Is what I've noticed the last few times I've flown. I remember uh, which is good. One of the worst inventions I've ever seen on like Dragon's Den was this guy who had this. Uh, it, it's like a credit card that you keep in your wallet, but there's like it's kind of like a credit card, but it's like shaped like this hook. Yeah, and it's so as you can take it out and open doors with it <laughs> and you're like okay an all right of an idea there but you're just like putting the germ covered card into your wallet yeah and you still have to take like how do you take it out the side you're going well, to pull that out of your wallet if it's with. stainless steel it's uh bacterial um not antibacterial but very resistant to bacteria mm. um same with but you things are- like 
uh, nowadays we don't do it anymore because we build more houses and things. But um, like brass and gold are very uh, antibacterial and silver. Brass is. Yeah, so that's why traditionally like door hat knobs and stuff were always brass. It's because they didn't. What's they didn't harbor bacteria? That's the word I'm going to harbor. Do you know what I learned the other day too? You know when you think of Victorian houses, they're very well. The Victorian homes are big, and you kind of yeah. think that's show off wealth, but they're also like very wide. Like rooms are very long, and especially corridors were oh, very yeah, wide. Yeah. That was actually to keep people if or so as if somebody was sick, it'd keep people separate. Oh yeah, you're far away from them. Yeah, yeah and that's why like corridors rather than being long or narrow but just really wide so yeah. the distance between the living room and the kitchen was, was really almost f- double both rooms yeah no, I, no, no. I'd never realised that before that it was that's like, awesome. but that's that's incredibly clever for the time probably yeah. didn't make that much of a difference but but they had well, to do what they could to did. help yeah. Yeah. well when you don't have vaccines and you don't yeah. have um, and they didn't have uh, like penicillin or yeah, yeah. things like that like you had to, you had to find a way around it uh, it's mad I guess like the big like, I suppose Matt Damon's character shows it really well is when there is a full on outbreak in Contagion is that like they're running out of food and stuff yeah, because yeah. you can't go out into public and then transport stops and trade stops so the shops have no staff and they've no stock and things like that so that always comes back down to the same thing that we probably say nearly every episode which is just make sure you have like a month or two's food even if you just have like a big bag of rice and have some bottled water in your house mm. and like just don't be li- like i know so many people who they go to the shop on the way home from work every night and buy their dinner and they have no food in their house yeah. like they they literally have like milk and cereal in their house and then some nights when they're lazy they just have a bowl of cereal for dinner <laughs> and it's just like now, I, I've been kind of like that not with the having a bowl of cereal for dinner but no but since, like, come, since Christmas I've kind of been not quite that but I've been do, like my I've got like probably three days worth of food in my house for the oh, last yeah. month which isn't good either yeah I'd, I'd want to any, anybody any uh, prepper companies listening that wants to send me and Shane some uh like hampers i guess that'd be or great like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah send us send us loads of fucking i like, will review it we'll do an entire yeah, episode send us some MREs or anything like that. yeah <laughs> we'll like, do a whole episode reviewing like different mres and shit if you send us enough yeah that'd be deadly um we can be bought very easily oh yeah we, we will sell out in a second <laughs> uh, but no generally like I, I have a good bit of like rice and pasta and like oats and things like that in my house that if it came down to it and i had nothing else i could just have like pasta yeah no i do rice. have that like i still have tons of like stuff like i don't know like i bought loads of like vegetarian type stuff from like holland and barrett like fake mince that's like a dried sort of wheat thing that's healthy that you'd never that doesn't taste good but it lasts for like four years yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you could still make like you, you'd still have some flavor in your meal at least yeah and, it's when you, and uh, you still get some protein and stuff yeah like it's mostly only protein like oh yeah but that's good like you know but if you if you come down to it and all you have is that and rice like you'll survive yeah. you know well, the thing is like a lot of the time like i just fucking eat food for fuel anyway i kind of oh yeah i i like tasty food but sometimes i'm just like i yeah. just eat it so quickly that it could it's, be anything it's just because you need it yeah, yeah. it's um i don't know but it's it's all part of the whole thing of like you need 
just be be prepared you know it's just for anything because for any kind of thing whether it's floods or uh you know asteroid hits the earth or a virus the rules are generally the same of like, yeah have a safe space in your home and have some supplies to survive so you don't go out into the looting and the riots yeah the and then the, you'll, you'll you'll live longer yeah the only difference with this is you just need to be more hygienic but you need to do that like not just with the virus like i think like we don't realize how much like i bet like most people listening to this podcast probably like bring their phone into the bathroom with them yeah, yeah no idea how bad that is yeah still <laughs> like uh, the amount of because like, yeah. everything else you bring into the bathroom with you you probably don't you, you probably showered it that day or the next day yeah, yeah. probably change your clothes the next day how often do you wash your phone yeah, yeah. especially when you take in things like a phone case and there's creases and folds yeah. and there's an extra layer and everything um no it's just and you that's an object that you regularly bring to your face yeah and then touch and, everything. and yeah. sleep and then put into bed well, and sleep aside there's a bit of a catch 22 because there's lots of things that are really good for your microbiome and like it's good to be exposed to certain bacteria and stuff but not yeah, I don't think, bacteria. I, yeah, I don't think feces is one of them. But. No, like I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. Like we're talking about, like leaving the bathroom when, uh, when I'm going out of the like in work and stuff. I'm going out of the bathroom. Like I'll open, I'll pull the door with like my pinky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and at a spot where I reckon most people won't pull the door. Like I'll go to the top <laughs> yeah, corner. Yeah. I always, well, no, I do this awkward thing where like I'm always like I grab tissue, open it with the handle, and then I try and maneuver my leg to open the rest of the door so as I can still throw the tissue into the bin in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. as I like maneuver out of the door. And I love it. There's like a queue of people just stand there watching you. Like, I don't uh, today. But, uh, like, there was no... The bin was too far away, so I was, like... I had to, like, keep the... T- like, throw it into the toilet itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was just awkward, but I didn't touch the door handle. Fair enough. And now look at me. <coughs> um, it's really warm the, in here. I think, um, yeah, we can't answer if we can survive. We can't answer if you can survive. We can just say, you know, we probably have nothing to worry about this coronavirus last famous words like maybe we didn't do a good enough job on on quelling people's fears you should be concerned you shouldn't be afraid this virus is probably not going to destroy the world but the next one might I really hope so have a nice apocalypse stay safe and be prepared